Welcome to Fatty Z Musky Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by phone. I have Vance. Hi, Vance. Hi, good evening. Uh, where are you tonight? Are you in the basement under the blanket? No, or being chased by bees? I will soon, I will be outside with bees shortly. Perfect. Did you ever figure out where they came from? Recently. Okay. Do you want to talk about it at all or no? Hold on. <laughs> and we got Todd on the phone, too. Hi, Todd. I'm here. Shoot him in the leg. Hey, we're on the bee, the bee thing again. I know I had some people I was fishing with that listened last time, and they really said they got a, out of the bee, bee uh, spider web uh, podcast there. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I go home every couple weeks, probably, sometimes every three you know, cut grass, do little things around the house. And you know, I came around, <laughs> came around the corner the other day. I couldn't help but think of Vance on my electric meter that's uh, bolted to the side of the house. There was oh, one no. of the white-faced hornet's nests. And I'm telling you, oh. that, that thing was uh, uh, like if, you, if they weren't in there, you could walk and put your arm around it. Now, Man. I don't know how long it takes them to build those, but... I did not see it there a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that, like, uh, do they survive the winter? I mean, the life expectancy of a of a you know a bee can't be all that long. No, I don't know if they can live in. Well, they're not living in that one in the winter because I got obviously I went and loaded up with. I had to get three cans. Uh, I figured if they were out, I could get a hold of Vance. He'd have some backups, but uh, I'm actually just loading up right now, <laughs> getting ready. You got him here, strapped across your chest. So here, here's what happened. I find he has a folder. He, he has holsters for them. I've seen them. And a yeah. bandolier of them. I, I found where the nest was. And where was and it? And it's in this, it's in a shed that's behind mine. And, but the people haven't been here for a couple years. So I go to the owner of the place and I say, Hey, Hey. there's this giant wasp nest in, uh, you know, John Doe here's, uh, shed. Can you please take care of it? They're like, yeah, we'll take care of it. I see them go over there and they just sprayed it like the shed. They didn't open up the shed or anything. I'm like, I have a grinder here. I'm not sure that's how this works. (laughs) Yeah, like, we just cut that thing real quick, and then you guys can go in there. I have have no idea how big it is. Yeah. I might just get iced as as soon as I would go in there. But, like, uh, you know, they're coming in and out of that area, and the way that I found it was – the camper behind me turned their light on and like all these bees were trying to get into his camper, like 30 of them stuck on a screen. And I'm like, Holy shit. And I look up and they're just coming out one by one out of this crazy shed. And they, but they just went up and sprayed it. They were like, we used electric uh, electrifying spray. It should take care of them. Wait, wait. It's the same stuff wait, I use. Electrifying. Like, wait, explain this one to me. I, Do they, you hook a jumper cable to the well, can? 
Yeah, they had like a 12 foot, uh, you, you know, like little, fr- like a six volt battery and a garden hose, and they held it up in the air and, and sprayed with it. And it, it was electrifying mist. It, 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 was, it, was, it was, yeah, it was blankets of electricity. Yeah. Harness the power of lightning at six volts. I was just like, this doesn't work. They're just all over the place. They're still all over the place. And, you know, it was the same stuff that I use. It's just this, like, kill shot stuff. Yeah, I would say, hey, when this doesn't work tomorrow, I need permission to cut this lock because it's a health risk of my own personal being. So, uh, it certainly is. I mean, you could just go down that road and be like, you know, pregnant wife, all this stuff, uh, being allergic. Uh, but the the owner was like, he was like, well, I'm allergic, so I'm not touching it. I'm like, well. Sounds like the Tommy Boy skit. Bees are everywhere. <laughs> yeah, there's a way to get out of a ticket. <laughs> but I, I know where they're at. Okay, what's the next move? I think what I'm going to do is probably just call the nine one one exterminator company. It's called Nuisance No More, and uh, I called them because I couldn't find the thing, and so I hired a professional. Um, and they came out and they spent Jesus, they spent twelve minutes at my place uh, searching. For the bees, and they couldn't find them. Um, was this like, was like after you located them? No, this was when, when I had no idea where they were, and I just found I found them myself. But it was a week after. But I think now that I know where they're at, I'm going to call them and say, "This is where they're at. Come and take care of this thing." Because when you open up the shed, you have no idea. Did I ever what tell you the si- what, what the size of this thing could be? Did I ever tell you about the story of... of in, your, in your thing, in your uh, hunting camp? Well, yeah, we had one at the hunting camp, and we had one in our blind. And, in the book, I mean, yeah. Yeah, th- there were two. Did I... Did I, I, I know I've told you guys the stories, but I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. Well, anyways, two times. Um, the, I'm going to tell the better of the two stories. So we have like this, I'm going to say, uh, a mini barn that used to be like our camp out where we hunt and it's fairly decent. It's like 12 by 24 and there's like a door, like a double barn door type thing. You could drive a four wheeler up in and park it, but we never did. And then there's a man door. Well, my sister, you know, after like, we don't use it that much anymore. We, we have other buildings there now with like electricity and plumbing and stuff, but we do, you still use it for storage and it's nice. It's insulated and it has sheeting in the inside and, you know, some basic electricity. And we do have a wood stove in there, so it's kind of cozy. And my my sister, she went in there for some reason. This was like a year or two ago. And she opened the door, and when she opened the door, she heard like a ripping sound. The The bees <laughs> built a nest between the door panel and the actual, like, door jam. And when she opened the door, it ripped the hive Good open. Good Lord. Good and, Lord. And then chaos ensued. Uh, I don't believe that she got stung at all. You know, obviously you, you hit like different levels of adrenaline when you realize that it's a nest of bees and, uh, she got out of there and we ended up, you know, 
waiting till everything calmed down and then you, you go in and you kill what you can kill, but you just don't know where those little SOBs are hiding after that. Yeah. But the inner wind and the, the in between the drywall and the they could be in the wall. They, they could, could be in the grass just waiting. They could be underneath, yeah. Uh but also like Damn. on the on that other no I'm gonna tell me. the other one with the uh the hunting blind. I went to like open up the hunting blind for the first time and like in the of the year. This is this is going back even longer. And I'm like, you know what? I better take the five seconds to sit here and like listen and look. Because magically you can just ignore like insects flying, you don't pay that much attention to them until they start hurting you. So I'm like, I just better wait. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, well, I, I do see some bees kind of going in and out of that window over there. And I kind of shimmy up a little bit and look. Literally the exact same thing I just described. It was on the door right at the crack. I would have opened it up on a platform. So then now not only the bees have the advantage because they're outnumber me 10,000 to one, plus I got gravity that's going to kill me as well. So as I'm laying there with a broken hip, they're just going to be stinging me to death. (laughs) I was able to just... nightmare. Yeah, I just said, you know what? We're going to come back later and, and handle this and... That's what we ended up doing, but anyways, yeah. those are my stories. There you go. Burn it down, Dan. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Odd fire. Odd <laughs> fire. I've been there in two years. Can't believe it. I had yeah. some bees in the soffit of my house, and I got some powder. I think it's called Tempo Powder. And you just kind of like, there's a poofer applicator. You just go and poof the powder up there. And like the, mm-hmm. it doesn't kill the bees instantly, but they'll track it back into the nest. And it it's not instant, but there's no more bees. And there's a residual with it. So, you know, you put a little poof of tempo powder on there in and out. They're eventually, essentially, you're just going to put an infectious poison on them and they're going to go kill everybody from it. If you've ever seen Dawn of the Dead. I just feel like it's uh, something that I need to finish. I think yeah. you do. You know, they started this fight with me, and I need to finish it. Be brave. Yeah, so, like, I really don't want to have an exterminator. Yeah. That, that's the, that's the easy road. If you, like, relate it to musky fishing, it'd be like, you know, you go out with me or Todd once and you're like, I got this. I know what I'm doing now. And then you're like, I'm going to go out and next year and just do it on your own. And then you just get your ass kicked, which would be me with the bees. Cause <laughs> if you feel like you got it. Uh, so I think I'm just going to skip that and just hire the professionals. I think that would be the smarter thing, especially with my health history with them. But I really, I really want to smoke these things. Well, you got the perfect weather coming up to smoke them. It's cooler. It's not going to happen. You can get in there. It, it's darker later. It gets darker sooner. You can just get right in there. Put on a headlamp. You've got this. Yeah. We'll see. Anyway, let's get back to uh, musky fishing. Oh, yeah. Uh, podcast. I prefer it to be the first world problems of Vance. Terminate.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. This podcast. Muskies.
brought to you by Fatty Z Musky Products. FattyZMusky.com. Facebook and Instagram. Those are our social media outlets. And um, let's see here. The website, as far as I know, the website is up to date with everything. Uh, baits, rod holders. I got a bunch of slanted rod holders sitting here, so there's no 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 fret there. I do know that uh, rail mounts, the actual rail rail mounts, I don't believe I have any there, but the website reflects that. We do have blanks cut, and I'm just waiting for some mill time to get more of those. Uh, baits, otherwise, I believe uh, the Pike Shop in Germany, uh, through a long delay through customs or, I don't know, lost on the sidewalk somewhere in Chicago, they eventually did get their baits. That was a uh, That was a flashback of another German order that I shipped earlier this year. Yeah, it might have been last year, but they did eventually get them. Which you guys want to hear a little story? Why not? Oh yeah, yes. Okay, so I shipped all the baits, and I don't know when that was. That was several weeks ago. And you know, once it leaves my hands, obviously there's nothing I can do. I can only look at a tracking number, and uh, it, it, it leaves my hands, and I, I quit worrying about it because I, I can't do nothing. So. Um, you know, several weeks go by, I get an email saying, Hey, uh, I think we got a problem. The, uh, the package has not been, uh, scanned, uh, since like three or four days after you shipped it. And I look, I'm like, well, you're right. It got scanned like three days after I shipped it. It was in Chicago. And, um, you know, he gave examples of another bait maker very close here where I'm from who shipped it a week after and like it, he already has it or very close to having it. And I'm like, well, I don't know what else to do. So I go down to the post office and say, Hey, is there anything I can do? And they're like, listen, it's fine. It's just the way things are right now. Don't worry about it. And I relay that information back and it was, it was not well received. So I'm like, okay, here we go. I got, I got to, I'm going to dig a little bit deeper, see what I can do. Maybe file a claim, um, you know, I, I've seen this before with it's scanned in like a lot of my packages that go over to Europe first go to Chicago, which you're heading west to go east kind of thing. And what a great, yeah, yeah, well, I guess very nice place, nice safe town. Oh yeah, there's bullet holes when they get it, and they gotta yeah. check for the rifling on the on the shrapnel inside the box. But um, it's a dump. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, I, I have a, like my gut said that it, it hit the plane and it's, it's in somewhere in Europe, but it's sitting in some like warehouse that just hasn't been scanned. You know, I, I don't know for a fact, no one really does. So I'm like, all right, I got to go down and cause a fuss and see what I can do. File an insurance claim or what have you. So from like the last email to when I went down might've been an hour when, you know, back and forth. And I go down there and I'm like, Hey, listen, can we scan this again and see if there's anything we can do? And he's like, well, what's the number? I'm like, okay. So I pull it up on my phone and it just happened to be the, the exact, it wasn't like a paper thing. This was on my phone digitally. And it was me tracking it in that time from the last email to doing it. It was scanned in Germany. (laughs) Like, it was just there magically. It was just, it was perfect timing. 
And I'm like, oh my gosh. He's like, yeah, it's just there. What's the big deal? You were here like yesterday. I told you it's fine. I'm like, oh, I know. And all right. Well, then I, you know, I shoot off an email saying, hey, it just got scanned heads up. And like two days later, they got it. So the Pike shop got it. It just took a longer. Um, it just, it just stinks. I mean, shipping that box of baits over, like a, I think it was a large flat rate box was like 150 bucks. It's, it's yeah. And I mean, you just have to bite the bullet at this point with the COVID excuse. Every, everything's slow right now. That's all you can say. It's funny that both of, uh, those two uh, specific orders that we were, were discussing, um, they kind of just like showed up as soon as we started to handle it. As soon as, so, as soon as we started getting like worried and like, okay, yeah, this is this is actually a problem. Yeah, like the 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 consumers, like you know, this sucks. I've been waiting a month. Where is this stuff? We're like, yeah, that is a long time. Screw this COVID excuse thing. Get a hold of them, boom. While you're doing the searching, it automatically pings. It's just like, oh, cool. It's almost like someone was sitting there, like, I'm gonna wait for them to start, you know, making a fuss before I scan this one. Yeah. I don't know. But so anyways, the Pike shop, they got their stuff. And um Musky Tackle Online and Team Rhino Outdoors, they probably have some sort of selection of baits left. Hogan's Hut, they have they have some left, not a lot. Um and I'm not sure about O'Donnell's, but they probably have some as well. Um other than that, that's that's what's up with AZ. So Todd, take it away. Fishing guides, mcfishingguides.com. Get a hold of us. We're booking for next year. Vance and I are both booking trips, and we just took care of one before we started the podcast. So, you know, coming, or if you have a you know a time frame that you're going to be here, uh, get a hold of us sooner rather than later to try to get your dates there. And fishing early season, Pennsylvania, some in April, and May, and. Yep, everything's all booked up for the rest of this year. Absolutely. Get a hold of us. Right on. And if you do come out and uh, fish with us for the remainder of this year and into next year, we'll be in Ranger boats. Uh, Maybe two new ones. We'll see. Uh, But shout out to Ranger for sponsoring Muddy Creek and this show. Um Get all your ranger needs at Vic Sports Center in Kent, Ohio. Uh, I guess they're taking orders again. You know, it's all up in the air. You know how it is. Uh, but give them a fair shake. They're fishermen that set up boats. Um, Synchro rods, best rods on earth. Check them out. Use them, abuse them. We always talk about that. I haven't broke too many this year. Um, Actually, did shatter. I I think I mentioned I shattered that one, <clears throat> and it I still haven't heard back from him though because it's a discontinued model. Um, <laughs> but I should I I'd, I'd like to see what they're going to do do with it. You know, they might might give me, you know, maybe I'll get a premiere or something instead of a triumph. Um, but check them out. Good rods, best. Rods on Earth, 
and that's that's it. You got to do aqua traction because I can't read all that stuff. That, no, well, hold on. It's the first three words of your sentence. Uh, I can't read. I can't read. <laughs> I can read. Or count. <laughs> Man, I, I thought can. that one was really good, but it did not land. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, hey Vance, is your new boat going to have some really awesome flooring? It is. Todd, did you talk about anything about that awesome flooring? No, I haven't talked to anybody about that. But Okay, well, if you guys want to know about some awesome flooring. Tell me about it, Andy. I'm waiting. I Thank God someone's interested in this. I'd be interested. Well, I got to use mine for the third time, and let me tell you what. It's some pretty nice flooring. I took a wave over the bow, and... Uh, I can't I can say this. I can't call Vance a liar about saying this stuff when wet feels a little grippier. You remember talking wow. about that when you were um at the open house? I guess everything uh I say you you think is a lie? No, I'm that, trying to that's... I'm trying to pump this thing up. I'm trying to make it seem like okay. you're not lying and <laughs> it's oh, okay. failing miserably yeah. with the... Isn't that isn't that amazing? <laughs> He's going to love this one. <laughs> hey, now it sounds like a sham wow commercial. So. I know. You see this hole in the bottom of this boat? You don't need aqua traction. You, you need flex, flex seal. seal. <laughs> yeah. You need a... With shark infested waters. So, the best. Anyways. Do you know what's better than Flex Seal? How about 100% Crosslink closed cell polyethylene foam? This stuff is better than just the regular EVA foam. Do you know why? Because it is closed cell. If you're not sure what closed cell is, it is all the little air pockets in this foam are closed off to each other. It's not continuous like a sponge that you'd wash your car with. So it's not going to absorb the water. It's actually going to shed off. And... I can attest to that because the wave that I took over was not very big, but it took over the bow. And as I watched it kind of, you know, filtering its way through, through all those cool little grooves and channels that they machine into this foam act as like miniature gutters. So you're not standing in a puddle of water. This stuff hits that low, low roads hits and just goes right back to the bilge and it's gone. And that stuff dries really quick, which is really fantastic on those nasty days. Um, but, you know, this stuff, its they design it for on, on their CAD system with this cool little probe. At least Nick did at AMF Marine. Um, completely built to your boat. You guys get to run through a whole bunch of different patterns, designs, colors, you know, top colors, bottom colors. You don't have to do the whole boat either. You can just do certain sections of it, which is really cool. So a lot of flexibility there with Aqua Traction, and I'm very happy with mine. I know, like I said, I've been on it three times, but I've been in it a lot in my pole barn here, playing around and virtual fishing, as Steve calls it. But, you know, they got a great turnaround. It's easy to clean. It sounds dampened, and it looks fantastic. And... uh that wave I took over helped wash out some of the pretzels that were smashed. If you guys can recall, I'm doing a throwback to the walleye yes. trip. Okay, good. Anyways, so 
if you're if you're interested um, and you just happen to be in like the Akron area, you know, western Pennsylvania, eastern Ohio, contact Nick at amfmarine.com. That is his email address. AMF Marine is his website or look up Aquatraction um, online to find your nearest dealer. Awesome. Okay. What are we guys going to talk about this time? I don't know. It's like October already. Uh, I think things are really flying by. And uh, show season. Hypothetical. Show season. I know. Show season. Like, hypothetically. It's October, November. Yeah. It's like two months away, three months away. People are going to be wanting to do shows. It could be the best show year for anybody right now because of, you know, what's, what's happening. People are, they like to get out and see these things and conversate with people. Um, it could, it could potentially be the best ever for business. Um, it also, on the, on the other hand, <laughs> it also could not happen again. That's... Maybe you know, so it, you, it kind of puts yourself like into, you know, we're, we're in a rock and a hard place. Do we start prepping for this? Uh, or do we gear it up or do you get geared up and get cut down? Again? Well, this is the way I see it is largely I don't I'm not paying attention to a lot of the crap that's happening. Obviously, you get the tidbits now and then, but I find that I'm a lot happier not listening to any of that crap. So, you know, nose to the grindstone. You know, I think I talked on a, on a previous podcast about, you know, we're getting those production molds for the 2.0, the gen two swimmers. Um, and then the gen two senior, the eight inch version. And I was hoping there was a, I don't know, a lapse in communication or understanding or whatever it was. I got my production molds before I got my prototype mold, but that's okay. Uh, it, it is what it is. Is it? it yeah, it, it'll be fine. I I got you a whole bunch of baits, and I was able to get you the bait that went with the uh, um, the bait review, if you remember that swimmer. Right on, yeah. So, yeah, it's fine. It's it's all good. We got to test out the production molds, which was which was good, and um, you know that if everything oh, goes, the- I thought I thought you meant with the eights. No, I haven't got those cut yet. We have we have the program, we have the blanks, we just haven't had the machine time. I wanted to get the eight cut before the production molds, and the, and there was Makes a mix sense. up. They okay. They just ran the production molds. Okay. So, I mean, it's it's all good. Um but anyways, you know, so we got that. Oh, but let's let's talk a little bit about the bait review show. I mean, between the three bait reviews, we earned quite a bit of money for the minnows. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to I didn't see anything about it. I, the last the last one did it did the best. It sure did. We we actually hit like what retail was for those baits, uh, which is sweet. And um, I want to say like yeah. just rough numbers because we spread this out over like three, three and a half months. 
I think we did over six hundred dollars that went to the minnows. Yeah, right on. You know, that's that's better than nothing. Cool. Hell yeah. And uh that's you know, awesome. I you know, I hope, you know, I want to thank all the people that uh you know, donated baits, you know, kind of just on on a on us just word of mouth talking about, hey, let's do this little thing. I hope that it it drove some traffic to your guys' stuff. And um, you know, we couldn't have done it without, you know, people willing to, to you know, give up their you know, their labor and their materials so we could highlight this and donate it all to the minnows. I uh what was it, yesterday or maybe today, I uh PayPal Joel the the monies from uh, the last one, and am I mistaken or did he win that? He did win. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, people could be like, "Hey, that's rigged," but really, you had it on a third party, and yeah, it yeah. was not even it wasn't rigged. No, there's there's no way of doing that. But. Well, no, it's well, no, it's rigged if um, the muskies are being fed uh, beers instead of minnows. Yes, but, yes. Uh, giant um, Paps Blue Ribbons. Uh, but I know that Chapter 16's uh, a great great chapter and uh, you know, we love supporting them and and uh, donating to the to the PA Minnow Fund. Yeah. I think we go, what, what do we do collectively? Probably We did like probably like 1600 bucks or something on for the year for the year for the donation oh, i well if you go back to 2020 we did a huge donation because uh fret holder i know i said that mm-hmm. wrong but that's what i do um he did mm-hmm. that he did that five dollar spot thing i forget what that's called Oh yeah, and the thing went crazy. It went nuts, and then we did. You know, we threw in our monies on that. But I don't think we. I think we did something. Oh gosh, I'm trying to remember. I have to look through. I have to look through my records to see. If you count 2020, because that's right, right before the stuff got shut down. You know, we were kind of getting into a really good show season, and you know, we we did a nice donation then. But I'm not sure what we did early in 2021. Oh, that's really disgusting that you don't remember. But I painted six rafters uh, to completion and tell me how they them off. Okay, I, remember I... it was the red horse and the Ric Flair. Yes, I remember them, but I don't remember much about them. You were lying, and that's <laughs> terrible because I thought it was one of my better paint jobs. Like, no, and, I'm, uh, I, I have oh, some of your better paint jobs right here, right now. Yeah, that's cool. That's all. That's all good. No problem. Oh yeah, I mean, the, I, I raised like I think it was like five hundred bucks, six baits. Okay, they're freaking sweet looking. I think these clowns are nice. Yeah, they're nice. I like them. Okay, so, anyways, yeah, well over a thousand dollars. I don't know if it's sixteen though. Mm. Anyways. If the shows will they happen? Will they not? I don't know. I got a prediction. What's your prediction? I don't think they are. Man, I think you're right. Fans last year was very. Do you remember what? 
Oh, I, I think I wrote a whole like article or that was everything's good. We're good. No, I just it was it, it it was titled Bold Predictions. Yes, and and it was, you know, it, it's being optimistic, which everybody should be for the future. And uh, but like the same time the article come out, it was just cancels, cancel, cancel, cancel. Everything, everything I de- predicted was yes, big delay. There, no, it was yeah. bad. Everything I predicted went the opposite way. Yeah, we're submitting these articles, what, three months in a pretty much? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's true, yeah. too. For, for, for people who don't know this, when asked to do an article, generally it's it's like, we're going to be, like right now, we're, we want something for a spring issue. It's going to be these two exactly. months. Can you do it now? So you are three, four, five, six months ahead of what's actually happening. Yeah. Isn't that a terrible thing? Well, I understand why, because it's print, but... Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's print, but it's just a terrible thing. So it, it like just makes you have a bunch of formalities on a piece of paper. Yeah. It's like right for the fall, right for the winter. Big That's wind, big waves, big baits. Yeah. <laughs> you go out and you catch one on like a three-inch thing. A, a tough little shit. flicker like, shad or something. Okay. A jigging wrap. Tony and Greg are much more lenient. When I used to do this stuff for uh, Jim, Jim Sarek and, and I, you know, that that's when they would get a hold of me. They're like, you know, it's this time of year. And he's like, we need a spring article right now. I'm like, well, okay, I'm fishing. When I get home, can I write it? You know, like in November or something. Their deadlines were way further ahead, and with Tony and Greg, will give you a little, give us a little bit of leeway. I'd probably do it for if they got the guys writing, change the format for the better. I think you know, but uh, yeah, I'm just not thinking about next spring right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but but I, we but we are hypothetically trying for, to do this. Yeah, we're hypothetically trying to do it for the show season um and like i i don't think months before and then yeah by the time it came out it was like well that that's not happening that it already wasn't happening <laughs> and uh, they, right. they should have took some liberties and been like hey guys you want to see a list of things that vance got wrong <laughs> that's the title of it <laughs> they don't they don't i don't think they proofread it or edit it <laughs> you know like because I, I sneak things in my articles. Like, it'll just say, like, you know, like Greg Thomas, uh, area man Greg Thomas, still obsessed with Lincoln Park, catches muskie. <laughs> and, like, it, it's in the magazine. And no one knows, you know, I never I never get, like, flack for it from them. So. <laughs> Towards the end, you're like, and can I get an encore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Greg. Hey, remember when I tried to start that huge rumor about Greg? Yeah, how Greg, like Tom, on the Tom PMTT? And the PMTT. Tom and I went down for the PMTT, and like naturally nobody was catching fish on Cave Run, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Greg like took it just like extremely personally. <laughs> he was so pissed off, and like there was a there was a big meeting, and Greg was like out in the car. <laughs> and all you could hear was like 
double bass pedals, uh, drums, and just like screaming, like, ah, screaming song. And we're like, oh, hey, Greg, how are you? And it's just like, he turns to you and screams, and the window fogs up. That's about it. Like, do you, like, it's cool if you're not catching that many fish. Like, it, is this place known to be like a huge factory or what? Like, <laughs> or a huge failure. <laughs> And then but, uh, you, you wanted but, to so start I, the rumor. I tried to, to start that rumor. Tell them what the rumor was. I like told everybody that day that I saw Greg in Scotts Creek uh, alone, l- listening to Lincoln Park, <laughs> blaring Lincoln Park on, on his on his boat. Yes, and like. It, it didn't get it, any it didn't traction, land, probably because it was I, I guess it true. Was, it, like it did, it didn't land. I guess it was something that like was probably like it was like a, you know, yeah, okay, that's probably what Greg's doing. So <laughs> we did, we did see him alone. Remember, <laughs> we did see him alone. He was all <laughs> he was fascinated with his anchor rope imaging. in in Scotch Creek, <laughs> where we tied our boat up. Man's <laughs> <laughs> got it. <laughs> Just drive back and forth. Yeah. Well, I like try, I tried to get back at him for like using a photo of mine that he <laughs> took around. GoPro photo. Like that's it. okay, so so here's the thing. So I have a GoPro. Like it's a two. Ooh, Mr. Rich Man. Uh, yeah, like okay, so I have one of these things before it's become like a fad and make your fish look like insane. But so I'm and that's a that's the funny part of the whole message, but he went around to all the musky road rules events. He takes a picture of mine that I posted on one of on like my social media account. And I'm like, here's a fish. And he takes it and he just guts it. And he just says, it's horrible. It's like, He's like, all right, guys, this is an example of a bad image. Yeah. This is the antithesis. <laughs> Of how not to take a photo of a muskie, and by the way, I did not ask permission to use this photo. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, like that that happened. So I had to try to start the uh, Lincoln Park thing, and it just never landed because you know that's just something Greg would you know probably be doing at that point. And uh, now they're he was afraid to lose control. So now they're (laughs) on. Now they're all using GoPros, so it's all good. Yeah. I I keep trying to slip in, like, lyrics, and they're not – it's just mm-hmm. – I'm failing horribly. Um, Here, I wanted to go back to this. I want to – we're all over the place, but I want to, like, circle back to – we'll circle back to that. Um, Excellent. This anticipation – for shows for full-time bait makers what do you do you know last year was kind of nice I i'm not gonna it. lie it was it, there was a, <clears throat> a a weight off my chest of packing time away from family time away from work travel you know and just you know th- th- there's like sure. this it, it's it, this this stress that builds up until you hang the last bait and you look and well, you're like, no, the it, booth is done. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, but that, I think that's like little things. Uh, to be quite honest with you, I bet you we could do that in 30 minutes right now. Well, I, 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 could, like I could do it with one hand in five minutes with what we have in stock. Well, yeah, but I'm saying just the idea of running the business from, you know, underneath your roof was nice uh, and simple. We made it as simple as we could, you know. It was just order through us, gone. Um, but coming up, you're a full-time bait maker. You anticipate the shows are going to happen. It's pr- it's probably time to go because in show season, it starts in January and it goes, now it's going to carry all the way till April. That's four months. That's a quarter. So that is... Uh, you know, I think that's pretty substantial uh, in prep. Uh, and, and prep should be starting now uh, for that stuff. And, you know, what do you do? Yeah, especially this time. We're, we're flash-forwarding back a year. We were like, what the hell is going on? We're here now. And it's the same thing. It's like, man, I think we're touching might not happen again. Yeah, I mean, well, I think we're touching on what, I mean, what the future uh, really holds. Uh, you know, the shows are net, are nice, and they're nice, nice for the bait maker. If you put the money and, 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 and you put the time in to get them out there, and you spend the money, you get your booth, you go out there, you're selling them at cost, you're making X amount of money. Uh, but I think last year proved that I don't know of any of these bait makers that are all established and lots that aren't even established that like folded because of it. Now, like in our situation, we so I, I made as many baits as I did the last couple years. You know, uh, I, I man, I made the same amount of rafters. Andy painted the same amount of rafters, and they were sold. They went to our stores. They went. They were sold at wholesale cost. You know. Uh, outside of show colors. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, yeah, like along like what Todd's saying, the anticipation of show season and especially the events of, of recent, this could really, I, I could see this putting a nail in the coffin for shows. Well, and they talked about it years ago. Like, I don't, I remember when we were in that booth beside Jim Sarek. Uh, yes. Eight, Eight years ago, down in the and he's like, I don't know how much longer. I don't even know why we do these shows because you can take care of all this without doing the show, you know. Uh, and I can see that. That's what happened last year. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, when you actually break down a vendor's expenses and what it takes to dig out of that hole, mm-hmm. it's. It, it 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 just becomes almost a wash at sometimes. Yeah, I mean, and that and that's just being that's being real and honest with this from from being on the inside of this. I mean, I love the shows. Don't get me wrong, but it it's not all rosy all the time. Especially that you know there have been you know there are some really great shows. I don't want to see those ones go away, but there are some other ones that are just a struggle. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, not that right I don't have that. fun. I mean, I am- I understand that, but I'm just saying, 
like if we went and did a show for the Pike shop in Europe, people would have no idea what the hell we are doing. You know, they're just yeah. like, who are these people? What, a musky. Okay. Whatever. Uh, but it's the, uh, anticipation of it. What do you do? Do you go in with this prep with low expectations? Uh, or do you go like balls to the wall and say, I'm going to do all these, uh, because there is potential behind it for it to be, uh, the best. It could be banging season because, because you could just look across the board last year. People were still, if you could get out, people were out. If you could purchase something, people were purchasing something. So, I mean, yeah, the lines to these shows could be incredible. Mm-hmm. You could go, you have potential to make a, you know, literally there's potential to put a six inch two by piece of two by four on there with one hook in it. And you can sell 10 of them because people are like, there, there was, just there was a bait blinded. like that Vance. Were you referencing that? Oh, oh yeah, there, there really was. Do you um, remember it was? Do you remember the name? Yeah. No, I do. <laughs> P.O.S. Todd, no, Todd, do you remember it? That's the name, but I know. There, okay, so this is going back a while, and it was it was during the double ten craze, and you know I I didn't actually see it in person, but I saw photos of it, and I think it was debuted. In, I could get this wrong, but like in the Midwest, Chicago show or something. And it was called the Coot. It was like a it was a top water double ten, and it literally, from my memory, looks like a two by four with ten blades in front of it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. I wanted to bring serious? up that. Yes. Yeah, want... so can... But yeah, yeah, yeah. I I see where you're coming from, Vance. I mean, they can go either way. The line could be huge, but you know, if, if everyone's going to be, you know mandated to wear a mask and have a vaccine card <laughs> it's not going to work and a the, qr code for it as well yeah, yeah with an app on your phone that tells you yep I, i'm allowed in look here's my i got tested three weeks ago and yeah, yeah. days ago yeah so it, it could go either way still I, well i think i think the, i think the a good idea though is to prep like it's going to happen and prep like it's going to be a really good year and prep like things are going to get back to normal. Uh, and your fallback plan is you have a, a year like you did in 2020. Everything's on the book. You're not really, do, you're not doing these gatherings. Um, mm-hmm. And line, you got some inventory to get you through. Yeah. Yeah. People are going to, if they want them, they're going to find them. They're going to buy them all through, throughout all the bakes, you know. Um, but it's still just. Oh my god! Damn it, Andy. Did you? I I found it and I sent you a screenshot. Yeah, you did. Tell me what that looks like. What in God's name? It looks like a planer board. <laughs> that is absolutely disgusting. Todd, do you need a do you need a reminder of what it looked like? Wait, is that real? Yes. No. 
It's from a forum. Look at it. Oh, my God. And they cast well. Oh, yeah. Yep, I remember it now. I mean, that's the worst thing I've seen in a week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is that? That's the coot. And the threads dated back 10, 10 years ago, 2011. I would rather try our hot dog hearts that I've talked about. <laughs> oh, man, I take 10 to 1 odds on that every day with that. And let slip a hot dog onto a wire, and I can catch a fish on it. It's the hot dog will stay on, yeah. I, I, I okay. Um, I just came up with a show color just as you guys were talking. I'm not going to say it on the air. <laughs> is it called the coot? No, it is not. But it, but it, the hot dog reminded me of it, and I think that I want. I think I want to paint it. Okay. Well, yeah, that's just what I wanted to bring up with these shows. You know, now yeah. it's like prep time. It, it's this stuff is flying. I remember when it was September one, and I got back in my truck when it was normal hours and we weren't doing five to nines and things like that. And uh, there was an entire water spot that came all the way up to the driver's seat. And that felt like yesterday. And now it's the end of September almost. And, you know, and it'll be the end of October, November. Boom. Now it's like shows, you know, holidays, show season, balls to the wall. So go that way too. I mean, that, that's a big thing for me. Like, you know, here, like three weeks ago, we had hottest water temps we've had out here. And now we're, you know, I had my long jones on today and I'm dang glad I did. It was freezing. Yeah. <laughs> it's quickly. When you get a freezing wind, and, yeah. Fall is yeah. here. Leaves are falling. Uh, mm-hmm. Are the leaves changing color up there? Because they're not really changing here. No. Just the temperature. Yeah, the temperature. We got a little bit of color in the trees, but not very much. But I mean, generally speaking, like, and you know, I just kind of go off of, like, the early maple trees start to change in, like, August-ish. Even those aren't even changing yet. I don't know. To me, it yeah. seems like it's late, and I, I could just be, you know, all wrong on this, and I'm just not paying they got attention. A lot of water. They got a lot of water this year around here. I can tell you that. That is very true. We got an inch and a half last night. I've been trying wow. to. I'm trying to watch the creek because I'd like to take the boat out in the creek, and not when I get an inch and a half of water and it raises three foot overnight. Have you had your boat? Have you had this boat on the creek yet? No. The last time I was on the creek, Todd, was with you, and you caught that muskie in that little drainage ditch. Oh, my gosh, Andy. That was years ago. That was 16, I think. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Just life flies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew you hadn't been out there much, but I didn't know it was that long ago. That was, what, five, six years ago? That might be, if I had to guess, five years ago. Maybe maybe four or five. I think we were doing the podcast, but it's flying. Absolutely. But yes. Okay. So anyway, that's something I'll bring up. Done the show. I put fifty fifty. Andy says what? No, you don't think they're going to happen. 
I, I, I'm, I'm okay. Let's just put it this way. I'm a little more pessimistic than optimistic. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying they're not going to happen, but again, that there's a whole bunch of stuff in the back of my mind and I don't want to dwell on this because I think this, yeah. this is a topic that has been severely beaten into the ground, but I'm just say this. I have high hopes that everything gets back to normal. I'm a little pessimistic. I think the shows are going to happen, but I think it, it I, I fear for the shows. Let's just say that much. Yeah. But Vance, how about you? Where are you at on it? 50% of the shows will happen. Okay. Todd, how about you? Yeah. So I, I say 50, 50, I don't know, you know, they start shutting schools down again and doing that stuff, which is already starting to happen around here. I don't know. I think it's just going to lead to back to last year. I still put it 50, 50. Yeah. On a scale of one to 10, you guys are both fives being in the middle zero, not going to happen. 10 being like, like 2020 or I think people are going to try and get them in. Quick before the shutdown happens, you know. Yeah, that's gonna be. T- I mean, that's gonna be tough. You know, I guess another couple things. One thing that I hope is I I don't want to see the shows go away, but th- this would be a great time to talk about how you can improve the shows. And I uh-huh. think that this would streamline some stuff. And again, there's there's so many moving parts to this one. Things that I would love to see the shows do one day. Just it's a one day show, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm I'm not pounding on this because it was kind of a it was it was a cool neat thing. You get down there, a three day show that is way too much. That is that is a the lot in, of overhead. The industry, yeah, the industry is not big enough yet for a three day show. I I, mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll ever if it gets bigger, it's going to be growing through electronic. I the, you know the days people traveling to go and you know, go to a show and try to pick up something when they can snag it off of, you know, whatever outlet. I I don't know. I just, but one day and, you know, make it like, you know, I don't know, some Saturday. Hey, doors open at nine. We're done at five. Isn't that the way they do that Canada show that we almost went to the one time? I think that's how that was. Like every two years it was one day and then they were going to try to make it like, every year and then i think it might have been like they were starting to expand it some yeah and but you know what this does is it kind of it it puts it puts it, it focuses this and you don't blow like a lot of vacation time and you're not away from home for a long time and you know i i think that that would be a great improvement to shows is if you could narrow it down to one day or maybe even like four hours on a Friday and then all day Saturday that gives you Sunday for travel and you can, you know, you can get some stuff done. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that that would be because we've been at a lot of shows where it was like, if it would have just been Friday evening and Saturday at the end, you'd have been like, Oh my gosh, it was, it was crazy. Get a couple hours. We could talk to each other. But when you throw that Sunday in there, or even like from two o'clock to eight o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
on that Sunday, that's what you're remembering. Okay, so this was the last day of the show. I was ready to start packing up at 10, but we waited around, and eh, I guess we broke even today. Yeah, we, we sold $200 worth of product in the last 12 hours of standing here. And you see that with all the booths, because there's nobody ends, you know. I can see where you're coming from there. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that, you know, if, if you, you know, I guess if, if they're worried about, you know, various things with the shutdown and whatever, if you can just come in, hit it hard, hit it fast and go. I don't know. That could be that could be an improvement. But I also I, I find that to be a little more attractive to, yep. you know, hey, we're going to leave bright and early on a Friday because we got to get our booth set up by three o'clock or whatever. And, you know, so you rush down there, you know, you have traffic or whatever. So then you start leaning. Well, how about I just leave on Thursday, spend an extra night in the hotel. So you have Thursday, Friday and Saturday night. And you kind of know that there's going to be to four, get hammered. Yeah, four hours of like good of good traffic, of like you know, uh, busy. Uh, yeah, bi- busy time, and the rest busy. standing there, and your mind just starts to wander. Just in, in you know, it it does it does taint the experience a little bit, and you just say, well, is this even worth it at this point? Mm. But I don't know. I mean, there's. Things are probably going to have to adapt, just like everything else. And right on. I also wanted to bring up that topic just to, like, uh, you know, nudge you in the direction that uh, we need to make bait. <laughs> yeah, that'll probably happen around after the holidays. No, after hunting. Which is after the holidays. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, it it takes you right up to the week of Christmas. It does. It's a great excuse. No, it's a great reason. <laughs> Tag. Time to go. Maybe. I would say we're a full-time bait business, yes. I, I would say no. that, yeah, it's... I don't know, I guess... How do you define full time? Like if you take all the hours and kind of spread it's it annoying. out. When it's annoying. When it's annoying, that's how you know you've made it. When it's annoying. <laughs> when you when you hate musky fishing, that's how you know you've made it. <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to that, use that those is, words that you can but, relate to, you know. It's getting really close to my feelings. <laughs> I knew that it would. <laughs> You know that you want the season over when you're just like, God, how many more weeks? After you step off the water June 1st. <laughs> well, it's time no. to hang them up. God. And hook another at least little toothy bastard that's trying to fight me. I mean, I, I, I know I've said this already, but Roger Waters from H2O Tackle you know he's he 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 said this to me you know maybe not these exact words cuz it's been a long time he, you know he he was already established and you know i i made some molds for him at the shop and and you know he kind of knew about the baits and stuff and he goes oh so you must not like fishing and i'm like well actually no i i i kind of like it and he's like yeah well when you're a bait builder you don't have time to go fishing 
And I'm like, well, that's insane. And now I'm like, geez, it was right. <laughs> it's really, it really is. And Todd and I have an excuse because it is our profession. Um, have to shut the, yeah. But I would say that we're a full-time business and we have to really, really uh, burn the midnight oil for three months to carry us throughout the year. And, uh, Three, three to four months. It's three. It's probably like three, one, three. Yeah, it's one, three. But the to uh, carry us. I mean, more or less, months. like like when when you say carry us, it's like covering the show baits, and then covering wholesales, and then whatever's left over. But we have just been squeaking by. To be quite honest with you. For the past, I would say, four years. Yeah, we've been just making enough. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I thought I was sitting pretty to head into end of this show season until the pike shop called, and they're like, I'll take everything. And I'm like, well, there goes that nice little pillow cushion that I had <laughs> sitting aside. Yeah. Yeah, it's all gone. I got a bunch of 10s. If anybody's interested in 10s for fall fatties, we got some tens. Right on. Right on. But, you know, I, I am, like, there, there are, you know, I, I didn't want to come across earlier in the show like I was Mr., you know, down and out on the shows and, and stuff like that. No, the shows, you know, the shows do keep a, a, a little fire lit in me to where, you know, like I was planning on I to have these molds and, you know, I worked to get that that swimmer, you know, the whole the whole process ready and... You know, I gave like a one gallon freezer bag to Vance and said, here, I tested half of these. You test the other half. And it wasn't that many of them, but go run them and see, see how these things go. They, they all weren't perfect, but we're still screwing around with the eyes. Did you, did you play around with those eyes at all? I played around with them and it, it is very consistent. It is more consistent than coming out of the previous top pours. Okay. Where some will some will wander a little bit better than others. I mean, it wobble better right. than others, um, and and that happens to just probably be a temperature thing because there was a uh, just a divot in the bait and, and things of that nature. Some air got in there, um, but and you're uh, talking about I, of the dozen or thirteen that I got you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so like maybe you've just were like. And these are all tests, you know, you're like, I'm, I'm going to throw this down at 400 degrees. I'm going to do it at 300 degrees well, at the end of this pour, it's 200 degrees, something like that. You know, they're, they're just all a little bit different, but everyone I tested is swimming. Okay. How about the eyeballs? We, we have the eyeballs are, are, ju- are just fine. Cause the, the, you know, that's going to be a decision we have to make later on. They're nice. They're staying on. Uh, they've stayed on through fish hit, uh, the same way. Uh, we, we essentially have three options for eyes. We have, um, the doll's eyes. We have, uh, of course your standard, uh, just stickers, flat eyes sticker. And then what's the other one? The, um, these are a, this is also like a, a plastic product and it has like a plastic glue that goes down with it and when the glue's there and it's done properly 
I had a hard time peeling them apart, like actually trying to peel them apart. That's why I was curious about like me doing it with a screwdriver or a toothpick trying to do this is different than actual real world casting and slapping and teeth and, you know, hot heat on the, on the dash of a boat. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that, um, I, I, I really don't care about the eyes to be quite honest with you, but from a, uh, a sales standpoint, I think they both look good. Uh, I think we should transition into these rubber eyes or the doll's eyes. The doll's eyes, I think look better. They do. They look cool, but they're just, but yeah, I think we're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The doll's eyes look cool. The rubber eyes are, are more, um, they're easier to put on practical, uh, more practical absolutely and uh they're elastic yeah i mean i, I love the flash off the stick on ones <laughs> when but, it's floating down like I know. a dying shiner <laughs> the, the <laughs> flash wrote a few times that little flash glitter you get you see it floating behind the lure too quickly and we've tried everything everything, everything yeah. you know today looks great I, I always grab a, I always keep a card of eyes when I order them and I just, you know, it literally on eyes quickly. <laughs> yeah. Right, right on. But literally like what I throw out there, the bait does not have eyes on it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about just a, a guide bait. You grab it real quick. Things I hand off to Todd in my cell for us to just have in our back pocket. They don't have anything glitzy and glamour about them. They're just a paint and it's generally a bad paint because I'm doing it and bang, you know, they're getting hit. Oh yeah. And it was it, hilarious. Hilarious. So the one, there was this one dude, he goes, do you have a Sharpie? And I'm like, what? Like, I don't have a Sharpie right now. Why would you ask me this? What, what what are you getting at? He's like, I'd like to put uh, dots for eyes on the rubber bait. And this was before Andy dropped off, uh, you know, a baker's dozen of swim baits with eyes on them. And I was like, I don't just keep throwing it. You know, it doesn't matter. And he's like, I really think it needs eyes, you know. <laughs> yeah. okay. Without eyes, then, it has no soul. Well, I and, I, and and you know, you know, we can guarantee that all the when Andy first made stars, there was no painting, there was nothing going on there. He was mix it. You you you're mixing them, and it was a brown or a black, or yellow, a, orange, yellow, blue. Orange. Yeah, it was whatever. What color? Yeah. Was the most fish caught on back then. I liked white. White. What color? <laughs> we have all these pants everywhere. I mean, it was fun. You know, with, um, I, I used to go through fire tigers when you when we first started painting. Uh, yeah. No pants. doubt. What color? Fire tiger. What color are you getting them on the most right now? White. Dwight. <laughs> no, no eyes. 
simplest thing. All it is is a hunk of white rubber. Mm-hmm. That all the jiggles. That, 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 that swims. And that white one. Uh, oh, it, <clears throat> I think it was last year, two years ago, Andy came up and fishing. He just grabbed a white one. I hand people white ones. I was like, oh, you want some of some color here? You can have a fire tiger or this mud puppy. The white's going to do just fine. Absolutely. And more caught on those other colors that we paint all the time than the white. And that takes no work. They're sitting at the show. People look at that thing. It's like, look at that. You're you're looking at like the all-time world record holder right there, and you're passing it by. The thing was, he was, a, this this gentleman was obsessed with the eyes and then bang, fish hits. And I'm like, no eyes. <laughs> they, they, the muskies view that as a weakness, having vision. <laughs> it also doesn't help, like, probably when... Uh, I grab the own bait that I make and I'm like, this is a rubber bait, long sweeps. It's a POS. You have to, uh, you know, just give it life. It's a hunk of rubber. It yeah. doesn't matter. And they're just like, what? What are you talking about? Like, I could hook a bar of soap pretty. on this thing and it yeah. look the same. But definitely if we do go to shows, we have to have eyes. So we do have to come up with a, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> where where we want to move uh, with that, and that is one of the last steps: eyes before hooks, and split ring. So, and also eyes before e. Eyes before e, except after c. <laughs> yes, didn't even remember that. I knew something was coming there, but <laughs> yeah. And he said he was like, "I can't read. I have an incredible <laughs> education." <laughs> Doesn't mean you can read. I okay, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, but I, I, you know, I guess the show just feeling a little heat. I kind of feel a little pressure. I don't know why to get this stuff done um, and make baits at this point. I guess it's just kind of natural at this time this time of year. If you're from what we were used to in the past, and it kind of feels like it's normal right now, but who knows what's going to happen. So this new, like, uh, overwhelming thing, like, oh, crap, like, I got to make some baits right now uh, so that we have some for, you know, show X or whatever. So I just kind of felt that way. And I feel like I always am thinking about that. This time of year, it hits me. And I'm like hunting, and I'm like, man, we have a lot of stuff to do still. Because your season is winding down, and you're like, cool, you can just fade off into the sunset. But wait, we also have this full-time bait business that we have to take care of. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, yeah, okay. Well, Oh, and- man, I really would love to be home right now. No. You're going to be home in the sweatshop. In the, in the garage, yeah. Yeah. So kind of continuing on to that a little bit, if you remember, like, 
me saying like let's let's go to a one day show i think that'll that'll help in the last i'm gonna probably say eight years there seems to be like an arms race to who can have the first show of the of the new year that to me is just that's a that's really difficult to have a show so quickly into the year it used to be the ohio show sometime around when was that like early middle february kind of thing and then like the the first show was always chicago and now it seems to be creeping up on closer to the new year that's just a difficult time like as vance just illustrated there i really don't want to stink up the shop for the next 3 months like starting now and and you know this is like you know, I, I do everything I can and I want this time to not be bothered. And then, Hey, by the way, let's put a show right after like the last kind of major holiday before we get into the grind of winter. And it just is like, Oh God, you know, and it it makes it difficult. If you, if you're coming off of low to no inventory, and, you know, you got Christmas, you got New Year's, you know, we rhyme yeah. some, you got Thanksgiving and, you know, all that stuff that just, you know, those that that punches holes into like, you know, scheduling when you're doing this, you know, on your free time outside of a normal job. And, you know, so while, yeah, show season starts, but I kind of look at it more like, well, it's going to be early March. So right around, you know, after Christmas or what have you. I'm like, well, I got like six weeks to get to get this done, to get what I need done for the next one, and then you know build it from there. And you know who knows if that New York show is ever going to happen. You know, it's it's just it, it hit a really rocky time. It hit to, rocky times. I've had I've had so many people ask me, it's like, oh, that New York show, what's it like? I'm like, so this is going to be the third annual. <laughs> never happened taking place yet right on yeah i have no idea what it's going to be like i look forward to going and doing it this is the third one that's scheduled yeah it so by pushing it off later into the season it later into the spring or winter or whatever you want to call it it does aid because there's not a lot to do in those you know early nights of january in February, and you're just kind of here grinding, getting this done. You know, I I, I guess I can kind of find peace in that, and you get into a groove, and you just you just go and you hammer it out because you know, once that clock changes, it just gets harder and harder to find the time to to sit there and do it, unless that's all you did full time. Yeah, yeah. that's why I would say. I mean, we're I'd say like as Vance was alluding to, we're like a full time. Eight we're, we're full-time part-time but it's spread out between three people <laughs> like one person know, one, could do it if that's all they did yeah yes one person could do it if that's what you did year-round yes. i have not done anything with the raptor for quite a while and vance hasn't done any painting or pouring for quite a while but with the collectively with the three of us yeah it, it's full-time business it's just a matter of getting it in between you know, 150 days of fishing and work and, and 50 work. hour weeks, 50 hour weeks, full time. Yeah, definitely. It's a 
full-time business between the three of us. I, you know, sir, I, I, I agree with you hundred yeah. percent. I guess the thing that makes me have the, uh, the jitters is what Andy was alluding to that early show mm-hmm. just sucks, you know, because there's somewhere and it's a snow belt and it's right after a nice holiday. And, uh, just like dang I just like a little break here I mean I I personally and I don't want to be just the one that we're really talking about is Ohio Chicago we've done it twice for us it's just a dumpster fire it just you said the old it was the old no the the old Chicago show was February? No. The Chicago was like when I like in the whatever late two thousands, early, you know, tens and teens and stuff like that. Yeah. It was it was early in January, but the Ohio show was typically Valentine's Day ish. Yes. And Okay, that would be nice. That that would be nice. It would also swing it to a one day to where it's not Hey, by the way, we had Christmas. The next week we had New Year's, and I, I'm going to be gone for three and a half days the following yeah, weekend. Yeah, right on. I mean, it makes sense for the Chicago show to be done early. It's very like, blade-oriented. It's... Didn't you go to the Chicago show, Andy? Like, I've only gone as a vendor. As a spectator? I've gone as a spectator to the Ohio show a handful of times. Ohio show. Okay, okay that was the Ohio show. And the, yeah, thi- the I- thing that was nice yeah. with the Ohio show when I was going was that I was leaving kind of crummy weather. And you go down to Columbus, there was a lot of times it was 45 degrees and sunny. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, this is this is not that bad to travel. Now, yeah. I could have hit good weekends, you know, don't don't think that yeah. I think that it's always yeah. nice, but they used to uh so what what show was that we used to go to that was over Valentine's Day and Butler, you... the Butler fishing show. <laughs> Yeah, they did. They gave you carnations to take home to your wife because you weren't there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was a bummer. That was always on like the Valentine's Day weekend, which again, mm-hmm. I think that was poor scheduling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why would you schedule a show for that? <laughs> hey, guys, it's I terrible. I'm gonna. Hey, we just we're gonna start this new one, okay? Um, <laughs> we are gonna be the first show, or you could call it the last show of the year. December 24th. There you go. Yeah. It, you know where we're going to hold it? We're going to hold it in the middle of Lake Erie. Yeah. Because you that's just going to be convenient for everybody. And the it's it's a 10-day show. The, the, the sick <laughs> thing is, no, it should be like a five-day show going up into New York, New Year's Eve. The, <laughs> the week in between? <laughs> The, the sick thing about it is people are going to show up. Everybody's off, yeah. There's no reason. Well, a lot of people are, yeah, a lot of people are off doing Christmas and New Year's. There you go. That's a show. How much money they'll have to spend. But hold on. We have to be like these big box retail stores where now they're like open all day Thanksgiving, all day Christmas, all day New Year's. We're going to start noon on Christmas. <laughs> Open your gifts and then come on down to the Muskie show. I am not going to be at your show. 
but but it on paper it sounds so good. Yeah, yeah. We'll offer gift certificates that you can that are good for Christmas only. That that'll be perfect. You open up the gift and now you're on the hook. There will be a lot of people in the musky industry there. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all divorced. It's <laughs> Predicted. <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah, I just well, I, I think the timing of it, and again, I also don't want to have it be like they're all stacked up four weekends in a row. Musky shows every weekend. I mean, but you'd have to just pick and choose. But you know, at, at this point, I just I I can't see us being just how how everything's going and the way life is going to be changing here in the next few weeks. Um, it, I, I pretty much say I, I have no interest in going to Ohio. Yeah. If, if you do that whole show routine, like some of them do, I mean, that's the way it was. They, they had very little breaks. They were leaving like the, pack the trailer the, and never unpack it. Yeah. The Thorn company or Thorn brothers and, and, and those people, like they were just, they were packing up at the show. They're going to the next one. We'll go from Chicago to here, you know, from Ohio to here to here to here. And there's lots of them that we're not participating in out, you know, in, in the Midwest. The yeah. that, they're, that they're having them out there. And it is pretty much a show season. I know, like Greg and Tony, I don't think they get, I don't think they hardly have any weekends off when the show season's on. Not when they mix it with their road rules. Yeah. Yes. And they do schedule those with the shows and on the ones that don't have them. Yeah. Now that Thorn Brothers, this was interesting. I heard someone say this, and I I haven't talked to them directly about this. Not, but my understanding is they pack up that trailer, mm-hmm. and part of the reason, like, it's advantageous for them to go to all these shows, is that they're in Minnesota where ice fishing is huge. And look at the store; like most stores have limited space. You can't just find a, some back corner to pack all the baits away for next year. You put them in a trailer. You drive around, you know, you, you have your crew, and you're selling yeah. the baits while the store is selling off minnows and tip-ups and yeah. and stuff. And, and that's a good fit there. I mean, that makes sense yeah. from that standpoint. Yeah, the big stores, they clear the rack. It's time to go to hunting. They move over to there, or it's time to go to this. I could see that happening, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting. I, I, I don't think the shows are going to die. I think things are going to need to be changed, you know, streamlined and, and whatever. And you know what? We're going to find out. I mean, in three yeah. years from now, it could be like we talked about, you know, that one time I think with, with uh, Boschad. You, you s- s- somehow come and do an online deal. Yep. There's the show. But yeah. Interesting. Hypotheticals. Mm-hmm. That time yep. of year. This time of year flies. It sure does. And then you're hit with winter, and it seems long. No, it's I, I I enjoy it. I like it when it's starting to get dark early. I there's there's something. The kids are easier. When it starts getting dark, it's easier to get young kids into bed. Then when it gets dark at nine thirty, and they're like, "Why? It's still light out!" and "Ah!" They're running around. 
Oh, <laughs> when it gets dark at seven forty-five, oh, it's hey time for bed, and they're like, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, <laughs> I I like the short days. Right on. But, anyways, anything else? We're quick, quick topics. I mean, we're we're getting hour and twenty-four into it. Yeah, we're good. I think we're good. I just want to thank everybody that participated in our bait review um, fundraiser. And, uh, you know, I think it's something that we should continue to do as a group um, next year. And uh, just shout out to all those those people uh, that did it. Andy, we should name them off. Uh, Andrew's Bait. We had Andrews. Let me go through this. I don't want to mess this one up. So we had uh, Matt Galipsy, BNN Tackle, Smitty Bates. Smitty Bates had two baits in this one. Uh, I'm going through the sheet. Andrews Musky Bates. That he also had two. Ashcrafted Musky Lures. There was two baits donated from there. He had Supernatural Big Baits. I believe rounded it all out, except the one I didn't mention was Fatty Z, but we talked about this a little already. Donating the Gen 2 Swimmer pre-production. It was fun. It was fun to do. It was fun to do. And we're going to... I want to do it again. Yeah. You know, and hopefully, like, if show season gets going, like, like we we are, are optimistic, I have a feeling that, you know, we'll be able to, you know, maybe touch more baits that aren't necessarily listeners so you know there's there's some of that stuff that that can go on you know the camaraderie is a really fun thing during the shows so you just never know what might happen there but anyways i like it all right nothing else i'm gonna wrap this one up good deal all right Be out there big thanks to fatty z musky products muddy creek fishing guides st croix rods ranger boats Vix Marine and Aqua Traction. So with that, guys, you know, we're teetering on hunting season, fall fatty, you know, musky fishing, like my favorite time of the year. Um, you know, it's just kicking off here and um looking forward. So uh good luck with what you're doing and thanks for listening.